0: Welcome to The Needle and Groove Lounge, an unscripted podcast establishment serving sips and spins since 2020. This week at The Lounge, we are back to our traditional format, our opening theme, our genre time period exploration, and then later, the last call. Big shout out again to Justin for his comeback victory in our March Madness themed tournament Thanks again to Julian, Tone, Case, Kirk, and Katie for joining us throughout the month of March. We had a ton of fun in each of those episodes and we hope you can come back and make it on the show. This week, our opening theme is a celebration of the countless female artists who have made an impact on music history. March is the celebration of Women's History Month, so we wanted to close out the month by honoring a few of our favorite female musicians and discuss their role on a scene, genre, or style of music. We cover a lot of ground, but of course, we just barely scratch the surface. So be sure to share out some of your favorite female musicians of all time, past or present. Our second topic is our genre or time period exploration. Rob takes a unique approach by asking us to dive into the various artists and projects aligned to the broken social scene. The Broken Social Scene are a collective, if you will, of artists based primarily in Canada. There has been a rotating band of up to 19 musicians who are engaged not just with the Broken Social Scene, but with a number of solo and side projects. The fellas break down the projects and share some of their favorite tracks from that scene. Also, depending on when you're listening, you actually might have just been on the show That's right, we hosted our first Open Bar. The Open Bar is a new segment where our guests and listeners come on the show and serve up new music for us to critique and enjoy. That episode will drop in roughly two weeks from this episode. Tune in to hear all the guests and discover even more new music. And with that being said, our next episode of The Last Call will be out soon. So check that out as well. As always, thanks for listening. If you want to help out The Lounge, give us a good review on your podcasting platform of choice. And send the pod to another music lover in your life. Maybe someone that doesn't have the time to find new music, or is a music nerd like us and might enjoy some of the themes and topics. Well, thanks again, and enjoy the show. Let's start with what the fellas are drinking tonight at The Lounge all right lounge is open lounge is open a little quieter tonight a little quieter tonight because we are coming off of march madness j mac you took the win how you feeling i'm feeling great you bums have you been able to leave your house like people (laughs) just see you yeah you know
1: the news has been here i've just been signing jerseys Yeah. it feels great.
0: We'll see what the independent audit has to say about your actual win, if it's true or not. Then we're gonna storm the lounge, no matter what happens. But I want to see what yeah, the commission has to say.
1: I've noticed Jeff has been doing a little behind the scenes, trying to sniff it out with Kirk in the messages well, actually, on the Instagram, seeing if we I were, were cheap. Well,
0: folks, first <laughs> off, if you haven't listened, Justin, Justin, he he won. Won. he won. He won. He won. He uh he ended it last week with Americana with Kirk and. Kirk is one of his best friends and his wife were the guests, but, um,
2: you know, Kirk the jerk. The fix was in.
0: Yeah, actually, Kirk, I do. I did want to I have a I have a bone to pick with Kirk if he's when when he listens, Um, he had an amazing criteria, right? You all remember that? He said for this, I have because I have some criteria for the songs you guys are going to pick. Do you remember that? He did. It was great. It was Mm -hmm. awesome. One of my favorite parts. One of my favorite parts. And then he picked a song that only met one piece of the criteria. That's true. That is so true. I had glad, it all. i got some of the solution. I had representation. I had different instruments. You had a guy with a guitar at a table. and That's it.
1: Multiple guys had a guitar at a table. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you took the wheel. Well, there we go, folks. March Madness was great. We had uh, four weeks. Uh, let's give another shout out to week one, which was Julian. Julian, thanks again. Hardcore. I took that one. Week two, DJ Tone was killing it. Week two with hip hop. J-Bone took that one with Tribe. Week three, Daddy J-Mac came in strong with Mr. Magic and Grover Washington Jr. And then week four, also a win by Daddy J. Mac with... uh, What did you play? Oh, yeah, you played... Steve Mer- Earle. Steve Mercer- Earl.
1: The Mercenary song, but from Heartworn yes. Highways. Yeah. At, at Guy Clark's house with the guy being the hype man in the back.
0: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like I said, you're going to... um. You may have won March Madness, but you're going to make it to the NBA for one year and then get kicked off your team. That's the way I see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, all, all this glory. But no. You're going to be it.
2: like that bum who got drafted by the 76ers, one's Rookie of the Year and now was like flipping burgers somewhere.
0: That's right. That's right. Don't <laughs> let it happen. Uh, but cool. All right, guys, we are back at it. Um, so we're gonna follow our traditional themes again. We'll kick off with the beers in a minute, um, and then we've got our democratically elected theme, um, and then we've got our uh, genre style of the week ish. Uh, Rob's got a pretty cool one for us, and then we'll we'll uh, have last call later in the week. So uh, let's get started. What you drinking tonight at the lounge? As you're coming off of March Madness, you kind of mellowing out, or are you not? What you got, j Mack? What you got?
1: I'm drinking. I you know. I I did something different tonight. I'm um, okay. drinking Upward, um, which I've talked about some. They're Ascension Pilsner. And I just went and bought a growler today. I haven't bought a oh. growler in a long time. So no cans. I got myself a growler and yes. nice, clear Pilsner. Not as clear as some of the notch stuff, but it's clear. Okay, um, Clear Pilsner. It's tasty.
0: So wait a second. Can we get like a growler update? Are you going to finish the whole 64 ounce or what is it? uh how big yeah it? katie had some though so we'll... oh, okay so it's not true mr shersky not... okay all right uh rob <laughs> did you what get you... In... there did you get in your katie's time... in katie's in actually and also i didn't give a shout out to, to katie i don't know if uh if everyone that we had a, we, we she was the uh, the wild card nobody mm, saw that one the coming we had kirk and kirk and katie so shout out to kirk and katie and julian and tone that's right uh rob what you got to drink
2: i have uh, i'm actually really excited about this one this is a uh, this is um a, a world mirror of sorts a beer mm-hmm not found anywhere in the united states nor produced anywhere else in the united states the uh notches we just came out with our pitch lined pills so awesome. it's a it's a beer aged in barrels the way pilsner urkel from mm-hmm. Prague, czech republic used to do it uh, 150 years ago nice uh Elevator pitch, basically, it's aged in barrels, but the beer never actually touches the wood of the barrel. So it's not wood-aged beer, okay. which is kind of like a, a, not a thing. Um, it's basically coated with essentially what's a paraffin wax uh mm. to keep – because barrels used to be used not because they, like, imparted flavor. They were used because, like, that's why you had to age beers. It was the only vessels that were able to, like, contain sure. beer. So they used yeah. to coat them with this wax to keep the wood away from the beer. Um So – Long story short, they embarked on this giant project over the last five years to see, like, one, would it affect the flavor? Two, could we do it? And three, how to, like, source all the materials. So by the time this episode comes out, uh, the bottles will probably be come and gone. But Pitchline Pills, uh, the only beer of its kind uh, outside of Europe and maybe, I mean, no one in the United States and very few people, if any, are doing it anywhere in the world at the moment. So cool.
0: A world so. premiere at the lounge. Hits, pills, yeah. You've heard it. Nice. You heard it first at the lounge. Awesome. Um, a Ooh, nice nice mug. Too. I know, right? you to
3: get some of that.
4: Check glass Temple month. too. Right? Very oh, nice. A, very Ooh, nice.
3: Yeah. Jay Bonius, what you got? What you sipping on? I'm on theme too. Uh, I also got a pilsner. Um, oh, nice. There from Logyard Brewing out of Kane, Pennsylvania. Um, okay. This is called their Prognosticator. Awesome great brewery named Logyard. Logyard, and it awesome. got, got a little picture of like a groundhog on it you see
4: it that's, i hate groundhogs nice. though. Oh, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah that's
3: awesome
0: that's a good can sweet that, yeah awesome um then, yeah that's great yeah and i'll close this out i got classic just a classic beer going through the fridge trokes uh Dreamweaver. love it great beer to put back in a bottle we've been talking about bottles nothing nothing beats a bottle nowadays so, I love yeah, a Trogues, bottle. Uh, another pennsylvania uh pennsylvania beer 4.8 uh, uh, percent. Love it. Sweet. There we go. Enjoy those beers, fellas, while we drop back some tunes. Um, so let's dive into the first theme. Um, as of this recording coming out, it is the last week in March. Um, March is um, Women's History Month. And uh, just a few weeks ago is International Women's Day, and although we celebrated March Madness uh, and that took over the month of March, we did want to honor female artists and musicians. So our first theme for the night is inspiring, influential, whatever adjective you want to put on it, female musicians and artists throughout history that we want to highlight um, and as always, we'll dive into the parameters and constraints that we put on uh, as we determine the multiple amount of um, women in music that we could have highlighted. So again, we're only scratching the surface, but we've got influential, inspiring female artists to celebrate Women's History Month. Um, so let's kick it off. Who wants to go first? Who wants to dive into theirs? Feeling good? Feeling, feeling ready? I, f-
1: I feel real good.
0: Are you ready, Rob?
2: Yeah, no, no, don't let me step on your funk, man. You go first if you'd like.
1: I'm, yeah, I'll go. I'm doing something very different. I didn't think, okay. um, yeah, you may be surprised with my pick, maybe not. We'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, and then I did some different parameters for this time. I, I threw out the window owning it, I wasn't worried about that. Okay, wow, I was, but two,
2: sure.
1: go ahead, wow. no, <laughs> two, um. Two artists immediately came to my mind okay. and the parameter I did use, I was in like thinking about influential women in my life. So I was thinking about my mom. And so the parameter I put, I wanted to uh-huh. play an artist that is influential, but then also I grew up listening to it in the house. My mom played it all the time. And so um, I almost went with Tina Turner, but I, been I great. didn't. It would have been great. Okay. but then I want to do something that was just like we I don't think we've really touched on this era that much and so I'm going with Whitney Houston okay um, for my pick. love
4: it I mean, hey. um
1: and I was just you know there's obvious songs that I grew up loving and right now when they come on you you know you shake your ass too you, of course. you can't they're just amazing songs but oh. I just started doing some like further research on her um sadly you know she passes oh, yeah. um tragically in 2012 um and then like a lot of sadly women industry like have to deal with a lot of like um abuse in the industry both mentally physically and like the the, the toll that takes on women artists in the music industry um i think has to be acknowledged um because it is uh, pervasive um and but i was looking at um her first album whitney houston um and I had no idea just the number of like um record breaking um things like she has done. She has won the most awards out of any female artist um mm-hmm. collectively, not just talking about the Grammys um and things like that, but um and then also so like albums like um Bodyguard who she you know she was a, acted in and then also did the soundtrack it is the the highest selling soundtrack ever
4: wow, um yeah. and
1: then the preacher's wife which she does later on is also the highest selling gospel album ever huh. um because it's it was a gospel soundtrack and then just looking at her first album though it it, it comes about let me pull up the the year, I think is 85 when it comes out. Okay. And which is predominantly, if we talk about pop charts, or predominantly white pop charts during this time. Yeah. And what I, after listening to it, though, what I found is that um, the Clive Davis, Clive Davis is kind yeah. of who introduces her um, and like brings her on the, the music scene. Um, and... He, he was doing something with this album that kind of had not been done before, which is he took, and I thought it connected with our Jazz Fusion week and kind of the, some of the themes we talked about, is is he took a lot of like R&B, soul, groovy, heavy bassline music mm-hmm. and then put her like amazing vocals over the top of it. And that okay, mixture yeah. of like pop vocals and groovy R&B stuff really had not been done. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this, al- this album itself... um them kind of paves the way for what eventually is like the explosion of black artists into like pop music from Michael Jackson and all these other people that we could name so on and so forth. But, um, and then I would say arguably, and then this past week was the Grammys, you know, Beyonce taking like um, the most Grammys ever for female artists. Like I, I don't think, um, and just black women in, in general dominated the Grammys this year. Yeah. And I just think if it, whitney houston a lot of ways kind of paved the way yeah, yeah. for that um and so yeah i'm not gonna pay one off that album i had to play the song that like i love of hers which is okay. the song i'm gonna play which is off her second album um whitney okay. first album whitney houston second album whitney and is uh i want to dance with somebody
0: yes Cause... i mean And before
1: I play it, just tons of little interesting side. So when this album came out, so she had six consecutive number one singles from the first album. Wow. When this album came out, this song gave her seven consecutive number one sequels, which is the most consecutive number one singles ever, um, passing the Beatles and the Bee Gees. And the other interesting thing was, is all seven are solo with her she's not duoing with anyone it doesn't include, huh. include any other major act it's just yeah. her which is the first time that had been done as well so
3: let's do it um
1: here it is and, and a legend feel free to dance I don't oh yeah with some with somebody with somebody or by <laughs> yourself it doesn't <laughs>
0: exactly. matter oh, man. Yes, Whitney Houston, I want to dance with somebody. I mean, what a voice.
2: Can we talk about this song and that video for the next, like, maybe seven (laughs) to nine hours, please? I
0: feel like we say this all the time, and I feel bad for our listeners, but I'd never seen that official video before. I mean, heard the song one million times, but never have seen that video. And the dancing in that video and just all, like, the quirky things, incredible.
2: Yeah, to all of our listeners, go find the official video Video. because it is... It's like, if I were to show an alien what the 80s were, I would just hand them, like, show them that video. Oh, exactly. They just, like, took it all and, like, it put off. it.
0: Those dance moves for some of the, the dudes, too. Just the dude it towards off. the
2: end who did that somersault and then lands, like, on <laughs> his butt, so but, good. like, leaning backwards. I'm like, how did he not just break in half?
0: Something pissed me off, though, and it had nothing to do with the video. We watched it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. There were 47,000 thumbs down. How is that possible? Oh, how, how do you thumbs right.
2: down who, who, who any are part you? of
0: that? Right, Wh- who, like I didn't. Forty-seven thousand people give that a no vote. I don't think so. Something ain't right. Um yeah.
2: If you're one of those forty-seven thousand and you're listening to the show, you can fuck off. <laughs> right. Get out of here.
0: Right. Un- unfollow the
1: show.
2: Yeah. Unfollowed we actively show, right? unfollow you. Okay. Exactly. Don't listen anymore. The exactly. show is not for you officially.
0: No. I mean, Whitney Houston. I mean, I don't. Amazing. Like amazing. Yeah, amazing. I don't. I don't. Mean, we don't need to sit here for for. For four of us dudes, don't need to sit here and talk about how remarkable she's. <laughs> fucking she is. rules. End Nobody of, needs us to say yeah, that. That's yeah, it. great is over. Great. <laughs> I mean, influential, inspiring. I mean, yeah, legendary beyond beyond words. Yeah, cool. Um, let me go next because I'm going to keep it right around there, but a totally different genre. Um, so uh, s- similarly, I kind of like knew right away who I wanted to do, and I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. I didn't even have to put parameters. And I don't know if it's because maybe it's a style of music we haven't talked too much about, or Justin, similar to you. Um, you know, kind of like a time period. We haven't really done anything like 80s, 90s, and that's where I'm going to kind of live. And I don't know why it came right to me. I don't know if I saw something in my, in my recently. But anyways, um, I'm going with, um, with an icon. And um, I think musically, yes, but also I wanted to pick someone that when you thought about them, you, they've conveyed an attitude, a style, they're a musician, but they're also like live the lifestyle of an, of an artist. Um, and so I'm going with Kim Gordon oh nice, um, nice. of Sonic Youth fame, but also of so many other things, um, a visual artist, uh, conceptual artist, put out a great album in 2019, a solo, um, mm. I think it's called No Record Home. I could be, I could be messing the words up there, but, and then an awesome book called Girl in, Girl in a Band um that just talks about everything we already we, we've talked about everything everyone knows it's just like the, the struggles and challenges of, of, of women in the music industry particularly in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. um and so again kim gordon of sonic youth arguably one of the most influential kind of avant-garde rock pre-grunge right indie i mean however you want to describe it i'd say like one of the most influential bands of all time and i think between her and thurston moore they're the faces of sonic youth if you think Mm -hmm. sonic youth although it's the four of them lee ronaldo who's an awesome guitar player i actually got to see him at um uh in philly at art museum he was doing this like conceptual art piece he like hung his guitar from a string and like swung it at points anyways um but kim gordon is incredible right and so i wanted to highlight highlight her and particularly in the rock scene like the rock scene in the 80s and 90s um she was a she was a influential um, for her style i was just reading also she didn't really care to be playing the bass it was more of just like an instrument for her to like be be an artist, right? And it was like a medium for her to to explore. So I'm going to share. And again, I could have gone anywhere with this. Uh, Daydream Nation. She has incredible songs on every every album of theirs. She has incredible songs on. And I think one of their songs in the early '90s that they were starting to go more like the indie kind of, uh, not as like noise rock as they were in the '80s with some of those albums, which I love. Um, so the album "Goo" uh, mm-hmm. of theirs is is great. And I think it's kind of a yeah, I think it's like a transitionary album uh, of theirs, right after Daydream Nation. So I think it's 1990, 1991, right before the grunge boom. Um, they're on, t- they go on tour with Nirvana before Nirvana puts out Nevermind. Um, and so I'm gonna play her song, uh, uh, Cool Thing, which is awesome, and the video's so cool. Rob, you just said for uh, Whitney, for Whitney it looked like the 80s this is like straight out of the 90s you can like start to feel the style that's creeping in for the 90s great song great video super catchy she still kind of has her kind of like spoken word singing like she never i don't know i don't i don't know if i'd call her a singer Uh, i think you know she's a front woman um to some degree um but this is just such a great song you know really really cool video too so Let's, uh, let's take a minute to listen to Sonic Youth, Cool Thing, song sung by Kim Gordon. Sonic Youth, cool thing. Kim Gordon. I mean, she's what an a cool awesome thing.
3: video. Yeah, right.
0: Again, yeah. yeah, awesome. Yeah.
1: I never realized that was Chuck D on that track that, that says yeah. that.
0: Yeah, no, I should have mentioned in the beginning. Yes, yes, that isn't that cool. Like, that's also a little rap, little rap rock right there mm-hmm. in the early days. Word
4: up. Right? Fusion.
0: Little <laughs> oh, fusion, yeah. But she's just so cool, right? Even like she's like that steely, mm-hmm. cool kind of like. You know, doing it before anyone else with that. So yeah, Sonic Youth is incredible. She's incredible. She keeps doing great stuff. I think she just had a birthday. I don't know if that's true, but um, yeah. Read read the read read the book. Check her
2: birthday. Yeah, in the last year she had a birthday at some point. Yeah, Uh,
0: read the book. Check out the new album. I think it was 2019 that she put out that solo album. She also does something like Body Head which is way more experimental than uh, no record home is, is kind of eclectic and experimental. It's not as like rock heavy as Sonic Youth, but yeah, Kim Gordon, there we go. Sweet. Who wants to go next?
2: I'll uh, go next, Jesse, unless you want to step in. No, out. please do. Cause I'm a, uh, along sort of the same lines as Jeff uh, stylistically. Um, in terms of criteria for this one, um, it was really like, I wanted to, th- one, think of uh, someone who's influential and had like, you know, who I felt was influential and like something I had like a, I guess, a little bit of a personal connection to and knew something about. Um, but then also, I think the other criteria, I, as I was, you know, you think of, uh, I hope I'm not spoiling anybody's thing, but like, you know, you're Nina Simone and people like that, um, who I do really love. But like, I wanted yeah. something that was like a genre that like means something to me. Personally, and like you know, bands that influence other bands. Not that I don't listen to people that have been influenced by folks like Nissimone, um, which is one that, like, I don't know, kind of resonated with me a little bit and stuck out. Uh, so I picked uh, Bikini Kill, a group of women.
0: I almost did that, so I'm glad I I didn't. I was very close to doing that, yeah.
2: I had a couple of backups because I thought they might be on somebody's list, especially because they've recently reformed and are now touring or were supposed to tour again last year and will be touring again in the future, yeah. Um, But, you know, largely credited... 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 A
1: lot of credit. (laughs) Credited. All the credit.
2: uh, You know, starting sort of the... that. Oh, yeah. And particularly relevant to today in 2020, starting the Riot Girl movement of like punk, hardcore, feminist, quote-unquote, bands, you know?
3: I'm not familiar with this group, actually.
2: Um, I think it's one of those groups, Jesse. That like once you hear a couple songs or listen to a couple records, you're like, oh, like, you will mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like one of mm-hmm. those bands that maybe you've heard. Gotcha. Uh, they've been in a number of movies. If you, I think they're most recently featured uh, famously in the new Captain Marvel movie. Is this mm-hmm.
0: Kathleen Hanna?
2: Kathleen sure. Hanna. Uh, Kathleen Hanna on vocals and guitar. Uh, yep. Kathy Wilcox on bass. And then right. uh, most notably, politically as of late, is Toby Vale, the drummer. Yeah. Uh, has maybe been one of the probably the most outspoken uh, currently in politics. You, yeah. There was a whole dust up with some Bikini girl, bikini Kill songs being used and political campaigns that they weren't so happy with. I'm uh, not have to address that at the moment. But, um, you know, this Riot girl sort of in this time, especially the 90s, the early 90s, like 91, 92, um, and 90s when they were starting out, um, yeah. It was the era of like hair metals coming out. So you have this like hyper misogynistic, hyper masculine stuff. And then even where they're from Olympia, Washington, you have like the grunge movement starting with, you know, these folks like you know, like Nirvana and yep. all these sort of stuff. But um, so they come out of that movement and have this sort of like I, I guess reactions may be the right word to that, to be like, cool, we can talk about these things as like women yep. and sticking up for you know, um, you know, any number of like topics relevant to like females from like you know like uh, body positivity to to like you know reproductive rights and you know you name it goes across the gamut and i thought they were um you know once they came across uh my desk i was like seems particularly relevant today as well and then influenced a number of other bands you know like sleater kinney uh you know like uh most famously carrie brownstein of uh uh portlandia fame in sleater kinney
0: You have, like, La Tigre. Are they they Pacific Northwest, too? Are they all...
2: Yes, Kenny was also... No, I think Kinney was... I don't know, but... I want to say yes. Bikini Kill Kill was from Olympia, Washington. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So it comes out of that, like, Northwestern... Yeah. uh, You know, Husker Du, that sort of... uh, Remember that Husker Du is from up there, too? Yeah, like, that sort of scene. But, like... uh, You know, and then, like, most, you know, like, whole La Tigre, all of these bands sort of, like, made it not cool, but, like i'm not searching through but not even acceptable like bikini kill was the first one to be like we're yeah. girls in bands I'm like fuck you if you have a problem with it and we're gonna right. like like calling attention to a lot of these issues and, it, and now they're remembered very fondly as like doing all this sort of stuff but like sure. reading articles into them at the time like there was a very very visceral negative reaction from uh the type of people you would expect to them talking about uh uh <laughs> songs like sucked my suck my left one right and you know like all these sort of like things that were like you know like like uh <laughs> hand metal bands have songs like pour some sugar on me right. which you know like everybody was cool with that exactly. but you know, exactly like, as soon as you yeah. grow yeah but anywho
0: no bikini kill is great bikini yeah
2: kill. so uh i've uh settled on them for any number of reasons so i picked a song off their uh one of their first eps uh which came out on vinyl only which they subsequently released uh as the first ones or the two first ones um okay. on cd uh it came out 91 92 their first two eps and then released together as an album in 94 called is the it... two first ones or the first okay. ones oh yeah am i wrong jeff
0: no i might be is right, right. Yeah, yeah is it like a 10 inch uh, i i have a 10 inch of theirs um but I can't recall the name of it right now. But oh, excuse
2: me, it's the first two records. Okay, yeah, is the basically they came out two EPs that were yeah. released before they were signed, uh, and then they bundled them together and re-released them two years later. Yeah. So I picked uh, Double Daria off uh, their first EP, Bikini Kill.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Utah. Yes. Bikini nice. Kill, Double Daria. Awesome. Sick. Yeah. I mean, they, awesome. they you're right. They say they, they paved the way for that, like, 90s, you know, feminist wave. That's awesome. And I was trying to recall the name of it and it just came to me. This is a great documentary if you're interested in Bikini Kill and that, that scene called The Punk Singer. Um, and I strongly oh, recommend yes. it. It's in I watched it. It came on twenty fourteen or something. It is so good, and it just documents. I think it follows her and that scene. But just like a super cool scene that came out of the nineties, which is awesome. Yeah, and a
2: sound that's still relevant too. Like, oh yeah, I feel like we featured bands that like in the third segment of the show that kind of sound, <laughs> like, right. you know, like that today. Yeah, a, yeah. a record that uh, a sound on a record. that I think that holds up.
0: It holds up. Yeah, for the early nineties. Yeah, and then again that rawness. I think like that's what the sound was was and then it kind of gets taken over by more polished grunge i mean as much as i loved nirvana when i was younger like it then begets a, it, it it gets a little more kind of like heavy metal with pearl jam and all that yeah. and it loses some of that rawness of the sound like that like that riot girl stuff yeah. coming out of you know that early sub pop stuff and it like, like any, bands like, yeah. yeah bands like the beat happening we're like doing that stuff with k records and it was all kind of like lo-fi um, kind of punk aesthetic, yeah. No, yeah, like any choice. like any good
2: genre, I feel like it gets popular and then giant record labels and the money comes in and co-ops it and
0: right, and it loses some of its authenticity. Yeah, record a labels
2: bit. get bought up by major labels, all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's great. Um, and how long does Bikini Kill
2: go on? They go on until ninety nine. Okay, I believe. Uh, and then recently came back. Yeah, over the last one or two years
0: yeah cool yeah no good stuff awesome yeah uh great cool bones
3: close us out all right uh so as i was going through this i was one having a hard time picking an artist um that i didn't have to get voted on uh for march madness (laughs) i kept thinking of it like Damn, I gotta pick something that's gonna win. But uh, I went through the same thing. I was like, everyone's gonna
4: fucking hate this
3: one. We're
1: all winners here tonight. (laughs)
3: That's right.
1: right, The women are the winners. Move on. That's true. That's true.
3: Um, So anyway, I was I was thinking about it and like trying to go with like pioneering women, and then I was thinking about how like you know women are mostly known for like their vocals and stuff like that. But what about women who play instruments and are known for mostly playing like instruments and and being musicians. Ooh. So I was trying to go down that that hole versus like somebody predominantly known for their vocals. So in doing some research I came across this um this female musician. Her name is Carol K. Um last name is spelled K-A-Y-E. And she was a predominant um session musician. Um yes. She's, yes. She's, actually, name. she's actually credited with being um like a bassist on yeah. over like 10,000 yeah. tracks
2: great over, over like
3: a 50 year career um she got her start in the late 50s working with like Phil Spector and then got her like well she started on like guitar actually guitar and like 12 string guitar playing on some like um Sam Cooke and yeah. and actually like a Zappa record and then in 63 um is when she's like known as making her change over to bass when she was at Capitol Records and apparently a bassist didn't show up and she was like, let me just jump on and try it. And from then on, from 63 on, she just became like this predominant session bassist, um, just killing it, working with so many acts, um, being a session bassist, working with like Frank Sinatra, Nancy Sinatra, like... Simon and Garfunkel, Stevie Wonder, Supremes, yep. Temptations—like she worked with everybody. Like, like I said, they estimated she she's worked on like ten thousand tracks. Yeah. Um, um just as this like name you would never know, but you've heard her like thousands of times. Yeah, so cool. Her baselines So, um, I uh, I I just thought thought that was so awesome. I I never heard yeah like her really name before, but. Um, She also became um, a big name and predominantly known with her work with the Beach Boys. Um, Brian Wilson like came to discover her and like know her work with Phil Spector and she worked on a lot of Beach Boys tracks. Um, Most well-known was on her work with Pet Sounds actually where she was like the session bassist. Yeah, actually the first time I heard her, Jesse, is um, Mm. The Wrecking Crew. So yes,
0: part of that that those session yes. musicians that they're like a collective we'll get that she was the sole two. female
3: member
2: yeah of the and Wrecking there's a great Crew.
0: documentary called The Wrecking yes. Crew
3: that I would
2: strongly yeah. recommend
3: that
0: she's mm-hmm. highlighted in which is the first time I heard of her yeah she's badass like super there's so
2: cool. much good footage of her like playing her bass like oh you want that bass line like her pl- it's yeah so and it's cool. all
0: on
3: that Wrecking Crew documentary super cool yeah yeah you can find like YouTube videos of her like this little granny like just <laughs> cranking it on the bass like yeah. And I think um, something that um, helped her stand out was that, from going from guitarist to a bassist, she carried the pick over. So a lot of her uh, bass lines were very crisp and clean um, because she used the pick on a bass. Huh. So um, like she had this cool. very like crisp, clean bass line um, to her sound. But so. Uh, because of, like, her well-known work with the Beach Boys, I decided to go with um, Pet Sounds, so, um, nice. with good vibrations. So, hey, baseline. if you listen to the beginning, like, just listen to the baseline. Um, this is Carol Kaye um, recording, and because of Brian Wilson being so anal and, and wanting things his way, like, apparently <laughs> he would, like, have her record... 10s 20s like so many tracks like over oh, yeah. and over to get the right track but i mean he wanted her specifically to uh record because he knew he he loved her sound so it's awesome um here we go with the beach boys good vibrations with carol k on the bass I'm
4: picking up good vibrations.
3: there you go yes good vibrations
0: the beach boys carol k carol k thumping along on the bass slapping,
3: slapping it boom,
0: boom, boom oh so you could cool. hear that crisp
3: line yeah. too right it's like funny, it doesn't but, ring yeah. out
0: yeah yeah you can yeah no that's great yeah we should all check out the wrecking crew documentary Mm karaoke influential on so many tracks yeah great one bones that's a that's a really cool one to like almost like an unsung like Mm -hmm. inspirational in a way that like people don't know about and Mm-mm. Yeah. What 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 would track sound like without her? Or just with yeah. Awesome. We yeah. weren't
2: competing tonight, Jesse. But I feel as though you won. I think You won.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you won. No, that was legitimately like a super good pick. Yeah, awesome. that was really cool. Yeah, awesome. All right, fellas, that closes us out. Mar- I was about to say March Madness is <laughs> not. March Madness is over. Bones wins. That's it. I mean, you took yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's really cool. Influential, influential, inspiring, unsung female artist, and of course, there's many, 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 many more current uh current artists um, as well hit us up on instagram we'll probably post something that says who's your famous favorite um, and post and answer answer the question answer the sticker um, <laughs> <laughs> answer
2: it kirk answer it tone
0: yeah. right um, no one answers no one ever responds <laughs> we got we've been we've been we've been moving up we've been moving up in the world with that
1: we get we, we, we got, we got, some followers. We got some been, followers
0: cool all right fellas yeah that closes us out with uh, our opening theme of influential inspiring Un- unsung female artists. Let's dive into the let's dive into the next theme. So, uh, theme two is always a genre, style, something like that. Um, and Rob, you were up to pick. What'd you got? What'd you got for us?
2: So, uh, typically in this segment, we talk about uh, styles or genres or uh, scenes. We've talked about we've talked about uh, you know uh, second wave ska in London and that scene and uh, sort of exploring. Uh, different aspects of you know uh larger topics so in thinking about uh the one for this week i was trying to do something interesting and like you know a number of genres popped up and this that and the other thing um but i've been thinking a lot about like local music lately and as that's all starting to hopefully ramp up as sort Mm, of um you know things get back to whatever some sense of normalcy what normal looks like uh and then you know um just like listening to music and scrolling through like music that I've listened to and stuff and like th- thinking more m- macro about like what those things are. Um, I happened upon broken social scene, which mm-hmm. is a oh, yeah. band, but the other part of them that I thought was really compelling is why I chose the topic is like broken social scene was a band, but also like a legitimate, uh, an artist collective that ended mm-hmm. up becoming like kind of the entire scene yeah. for Toronto. They created this like for Pun intended broken social scene Out of the band You know like There's 19 plus members that have Are associated or have some way Recorded or played in broken social scene And like dozens of Bands from like You know uh, metric uh, To like Stars do make say think and most Famously feist like all came out of This broken social scene Scene you know, yeah. uh, and I thought that was a really like compelling and interesting thing to delve into because you, we've talked about it on the show, especially in like you know talking about uh, you know Jeff, you and I, and Jesse and Justin about your like your, your local scenes and like we used to go see these bands and stuff like that. Like these folks essentially started in a similar place and blew up into this oh, whole huge. thing, which yeah. includes movies, documentaries, uh, spoken word. Uh, you know, like like short story contest, this whole thing they sort of created for themselves out of a band called Broken Social Scene. And I thought that was like kind of really inspiring oh, and really yeah. interesting how sort of this like Broken Social Scene is a band, but it's also this big tent to encompass yeah. this entire ethos and all of these sort of like cottage industries out of Toronto, Canada, you know? yeah. Um, and they really I just thought that was a super cool thing Uh to explore because so essentially like you you know we, we i was thought about talking about you know like canadian indie music or whatever but like kind of like i yeah. wanted to drill down closer to that and not to mention uh we could talk about the politics of canada actually supporting their artists with grants and allowing them to work mm. on music and shit like that mm-hmm. yeah, uh, supported cool. by the government uh, which uh, every country should do, but most do except for America, but we will just <laughs> move along to other things because this that, is supposed to be a fun podcast. Um, I also feel like hoozle. they set the blue blueprint for
0: that kind of like large band. I think not too many years after is Arcade Fire. Yes. Like this also, also, also another Canadian band from Montreal that's like this mm-hmm. like, whoa, how many
2: people are in this band? Right? Yeah, like, and it's, it's yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, like you have like a, like, uh, kevin drew and uh kanan who are like the two main members of broken social yeah. scene but i uh, like to your point jeff they are one of those bands that like there is no member you can point to that say like when you think of broken social scene do you think of a person no you think of like the band in general you know like yeah, the, yeah sure like one of those those bands that like supersedes having a front man of some kind you know quote yeah. unquote front man or front person
3: yeah and when you consider like the ethos of this band, like what's a more perfect band name than yeah, broken right. social scene? Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. So too. Like I read some interviews, like, how did you got, like, you guys like friends still? And like, not really. Like it's kind of dysfunctional in a weird way. Like we are, but we aren't. Like sometimes we get invited to people's weddings and like, sometimes we don't because it's the 719 of us and like we've lost touch here and there and so it literally <laughs> is broken in that sense yeah that, it's like, that a, like it,
2: it's, a, yeah. it's like an extended family like when we're together it's awesome if not we don't need to be together all the time like maybe two will break off and make this band or one guy right, will break right. off or this guy says like oh i know this person let's bring him in for one record or yeah um so well, yeah. i just thought that was like a really interesting thing to explore and two, there was like a lot of good and like feist was huge you know Mm -hmm. oh yeah Um, yeah and you know and thinking to just a a sub point to this point like talking about the the first topic like a lot of like really great female artists as part of the broken social scene so sort of influenced my choice thinking about the first topic and that stuff so
0: awesome let's do it. cue Uh, us up a song cue us up a song that you went with
2: so i forgot i had to go first so i had uh (laughs) I'll I'll say the song of the like, I one of my favorite songs from this scene at the end I'll save it but how can I not play a broken social scene song? Cool. Uh, yeah, I kind of do I, it. I that record to. was
0: so was it uh two thousand four? I remember that was like a college album for me. Like I knew about them. We didn't really listen to them too much. Like in high school, I remember going to college. No, there was very much me. a college record. Yeah, it's such What's a college. You've you forgotten people. You forgot it and the people. Oh man, like you forgot. You forgot it in
1: people is amazing. I mean, such oh, a yeah. good one.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But um, and then it's some it's, of their other yeah. albums are really cool too. I, uh, I, I did, the self-titled's
1: yeah. good. Broken yeah. social scene.
0: So yeah, that one came out. I think when we were living in New York together, Justin. Right. Like, some came out. Two thousand eight, no, nine, out, ten.
1: Yeah. O five is. So O two is you forgotten the people. O five yep. is broken social scene. Forgiveness Rock Record is the one that comes out in 2010, okay. yep. which we I saw them I live. I like that one on a that lot. One, actually. Actually. That was,
2: I think that was the one that sort of like, like Broken Social Scene came out and they were like bubbling and then yeah. Forgiveness Rock Record came out and then that was like right at the right time where they were just like, boom, like off yeah. in the space a little bit. I love that
1: one. Their first album is great writer. too. Feel Good Lost yeah. is great.
2: Yeah, I never listened to that one as much. I think
0: I got so into um, It's more yeah.
1: instrumental if I remember yeah. correctly than the other ones.
0: Well, that's what the first the there's a song called this, but I was reading the original group was KC incident, uh, Accidental, which was like the original mm-hmm. duo and they're very much more experimental and instrumental. Yeah. And then that turns into Broken Social Scene.
2: And then subsequently and then, came back as a side project for i think Brandon yeah, or up. one of the guys yeah. uh and then they have to, to their scene their their you know brook scene quote-unquote credit is like they have broken social scene presents which was like this whole series of mm-hmm. uh them presenting other artists songs and records and sort of using broken social scenes uh elevated platform to you know showcase other artists and interesting stuff yeah. i think johnny cash was featured on one at one point um awesome yeah, and then they came out with two EPs in 2019. Yeah, that's uh, right. Let's try the After Volume One, Volume Two. Here we go. Um, so I picked uh, what might be one of my when I think of broken social scene. I thought of this song uh, from their self titled, which uh, Justin referenced. Uh, it's uh, Seven Four Shoreline was the song I chose. Mm. Let's do it. Which, yeah, here we go. <laughs>
0: Yes, Broken Social scenes. Thirty-four Shoreline. Yeah, so cool. And you said that's that's off 2005 album, right? The yeah, self, that's
2: I, uh, the self-titled bro- yeah. right, Broken Social Scene. Yeah. yeah, I was saying
1: in the chat, anybody who likes Father John Misty and you want to see someone who's not being fake to create themselves, Kevin Drew is like that thing. Ooh, like that he's, persona. He's mm-hmm. that persona. He's so like, I, I've seen them live a couple of times now. and He's just mm. charismatic, full of life. But also, I don't know, like in some ways kind of like hippy dippy. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but
0: um, sure. a lot and of not
2: full and not full of shit like Father John and Misty. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> which is true. Fucking I mean, fucking fraud.
0: He admittedly calls that a shtick, you know. Yeah yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, But yeah, and it's I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna sound a little kind of out of touch probably with like that scene, but like who's carrying the torch of those guys these days? I mean, Justin, you play Cloud Nothings, which I can hear a little bit of that in there um but like who's carrying the torch of that that kind of like indie rock it's a little yeah. it's kind of raw in a way and like you but still unique like robbie said it's they're in it's called seven four like their timings weird it's a little experimental yeah, on that who puts stand. out a
2: single that's in seven four like that's I don't know. Yeah, like, it,
0: that's, it, it like we've talked about that before maybe we're just out of touch with that sound but justin you've talked about just want to hear that rock but like i'd love to hear a contemporary band that not do like a broken social scene rip off but like who's who's carrying that torch i I don't know. I don't um know. and I'm sure it's out there, so I don't want to say like there's no rock bands anymore. I I mean, some asshole just arcade said
3: fire is still out there, but like yeah.
0: I mean broken, so social scene, yeah, social broken social scene social scene is still out there. Too, there. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. right. So
4: but like yeah, new, who, mean, are the, you know,
0: like, who are the twenty year olds that like them in two thousand five, yeah. like when they're twenty seven, like who are the twenty seven year olds now that are Yeah.
2: Yeah, is it like is this is this style of music like anachronistic now? Like, are we like some old fogies being like, "I wish they played the rock and roll the way I played it in 2000"? <laughs> well, just or... look, I made a
0: joke. Someone asshole just said that. I think it was a guy from like maroon Five. He literally said, "Like, there's no rock bands anymore."
2: Oh yeah, but fuck that guy. He was never in a rock band to begin with. That's that <true>. <laughs> Right, like there's a lot.
0: Like, yeah, but anyways, yeah, Justin, you know, I
2: can I can I was... hire a band off Craigslist too and get a bunch of shitty <laughs> tattoos. So
0: whatever. <laughs> Um, he follows the pod. No, he doesn't. Um, um, oh,
2: if he does, I, I would love it. What's his name? Adam Levine. Oh, that's yeah.
1: Right. Okay. I mean, they were my favorite band. Who, I was that? No. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> um, yeah. Broken social scene for like two yeah. to three years straight, just like, especially when I was in. I got into them when I was in grad school.
0: So. They're such a grad school band too. They are. I don't they, mean yeah. to be stereotypical, but that's but, like. But they're, like, they're not, you, not like
2: hard. you like yeah. move out and think you know some shit, and you're like, I listen to Broken <laughs> <do>? Social Scene <laughs> yeah. now, son. Exactly. You know they're from yeah. Canada, and there's yeah. like 19 of them. <laughs> yes. Suck it, it is true. and so
1: worldly. Yeah, and they might not have been in their 20s. Like, there's they're, they're no, kind of they older are, dudes. Older, I think they're age. like in their 30s when they form, yeah. and so I think there okay. is a a maturity and uh, like a not giving a fuck to the music. Okay. And so like in grad school, I was living in Lubbock and would drive home to Mississippi and it would be 14 hours. And I would listen to them just like nonstop, oh, like, just yeah. all through their albums. Great driving um, music I, too. I,
0: it's funny you say that. Great yeah. I was just music. thinking about yeah.
1: thinking, listen to it again this week. Cause I kind of sadly had just not listened to them in a long time. Just kind of have yeah. forgot about it. Oh, like, I absolutely as, did the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I, there's no albums like those albums, especially the two, like Forgetting the First Rocks, in a lot of ways gets a little too, too like, uh, uh, I think some of their stuff after the the two that we've named, Self Titled mm-hmm. and the for, Forget and Forgetting the, whatever. I can't say it right, but. It's um, a tongue twister, yeah. Yeah. It, they kind of get more like uh, concepty albums when they start doing the, like, broken social scene presents kevin drew and it's like you know they get kind yeah, of yeah, concepty yeah. in nature a but um oh yeah those two albums i don't think there's anybody who's making music like that but i think it's because it's what we've talked about it's a collective yeah. you get a collective sound from it um
2: yeah so. yeah which which is interesting and cool because like very rarely does that work out that mm-hmm. well like very often you get like a lot of camels which like do you know what a, a camel is a horse designed by a committee uh <laughs> okay like so, you never heard that saying before. <laughs> no, so. oh my god we, we have now that's a new shirt yeah, it, that's right, a good one exactly I, yeah. that's one of my favorite ones man like it it happens a lot but you have you know everybody like has to have their input and then you end up with like you're supposed to have a horse but they don't with this fucking weird ass thing with the two, hump. two hump, but i yeah. think like bergen social scene is a great example of like how that can be I mean, so good were. when you yeah. have like the right conglomeration of people Definitely. to like make stuff that's like incredibly unique but also like incredibly accessible yeah which is i think a hard line to a needle hard needle to thread which yeah. i think they do incredibly well
0: for the record, Kevin Drew is 44 years old as of today. So you figure 10 years ago in 2010 or 11, he's 34. So then when, you know, that's when forgiveness comes out. So in three years. So he's like, hey, they're 30 when they put out, they're right around 30 when they put out that. So um, yeah, so we can still, we can put together a band real quick, guys, and we'll be good to go. Let's um, do it. We're, in a, we're 35 like a, now. but I, th- uh, series, I think that's yeah. a
2: dirty secret of a lot of rock bands is like a lot of rock bands you love are way older than you think they are. <laughs> That's true. Like every That's true. rock band I loved at 15 was like writing songs that I was like, this song's about me. And they were like 27. <laughs> yeah, you know that, what is I mean? like, that is like Blink-182 true. was like 23, 24 when was uh, State came out. Right, and right. I was like, it's like 12. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like, aliens do exist, Tom.
0: Well, let's keep going. Let's do it. So we've got, <laughs> Rob, you open this up with the collective themselves, Broken Scene. Yeah. which again, now I'm like, to. maybe I should just put one of my favorite songs on by then. We could just... Do i almost i mean that's true like maybe I, can, we should I, like, I had some backups i had
2: like, no i think yeah because i did, i forgot yeah. if i had to go first in this or not so like i can talk about
0: oh yeah life. yeah no i actually yeah no anyways uh, who wants to go next
3: i'm good to go yeah go why don't you go jesse you went last lesson. all right so um uh, initially i was thinking like feist because she was like my favorite member of like all this and jeff and i saw her open up for bonnie Vare. Two years mm-hmm. ago when we went to a bony bear show down in temple he, he should have opened for her right <laughs> Dude,
2: like i think people forget how big she was like huge yeah humongous. seriously
4: like yeah, m- like mid-2000s mid oh. she
3: put out that song like mushaboom and then like oh, then the that, next like, album was the next album mm-hmm. like was amazing like
0: she was
2: like the head she was like everything for apple like that one, yeah. like mm. couldn't have been right.
0: bigger. Oh damn, I forgot about that. That one, two, They're... three, four.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah she got, a, she, oh, got yeah. she got a U.S. passport for that song. Really? That wow. was the 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 yeah. anecdote goes. I don't know if it's true or not. I may be like apocryphal here, but the 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 story goes that like Apple wanted to license that song for like their big iPod, like the launch of the iPod, and she was like, "Cool, I'll take X amount of dollars, and you also need to get me a U.S. passport." And they were like, "All right, cool." Steve came through. <laughs> and was Steve was like, yeah. Steve came through. Get my girl fights the passport. He was they like, one, like, like, two,
0: three, three, four four passport, passport on passport his
2: front door. There we <laughs> go. <laughs>
0: and it, supposedly,
2: I think there's like an interview or something where she yeah, talks about, like, I, I just asked him true. for a U.S. passport. She was like, Apple's a bajillion dollar company. Like, can <laughs> I get a U.S. passport? It'd be way cheaper. hustle like,
1: the system right
2: there.
0: Yeah, big device.
2: Oh, getting that, <laughs> getting serious, that paper, sir. literally. Getting those pages.
0: Bones, who'd you go with? Seriously. but
3: um but
2: you, no. so you didn't i didn't vice.
0: go with vice no. but she needs to, oh, she, needs to sorry, she needs to be discussed
3: but she needs to be discussed i yeah, agree, I agree but um I, agree, I, agree. Anyway, I had to go through like the whole like wikipedia page for every <laughs> member <laughs> to come up with the one that i came up with anyway the one i came up with was a drummer uh, oh cool In there wh- whose name was jason tate um t-a-i-t and I picked him because I did not realize he was a drummer of one of my favorite early 2000s um, members. Uh, and no, I'm not wearing a vest. I'm wearing a cardigan, all right, Ron? I wish you
2: were. Sh- I wish you were well sure, a sweater vest. You're sh- you're sh- I was trying to be <laughs> sly like about it while you're just I had to get it. All right. Well, because you had a black t shirt and the sleeves are black. <laughs> and I was like, oh, should he he wearing like some sort of cardigan vest situation? That would have oh, a no. cardigan vest. Is incredible.
3: This is, a, <laughs>
1: this is a sartorial pod as <laughs> well.
3: <laughs> a, no, <yes>.
1: a shawl <laughs>
2: collar vest. <laughs>
3: yeah. Fuck it. All right. Um, so, anyway, the, this guy, Jason Tate, not only played drums on um, Broken Social Scene, but also on this early 2000s band that I loved back in high school and college called The Weaker Thans. Oh, um, so uh, I'm playing a song from The Weaker man. Thans. I, I um, did not know that. I didn't know that Their either. album, like Left and Leaving, was like amazing. Oh, so and I love that fucking album. And this dude played drums on Broken Social Scene, on Broken Social Scene, but also like then huh. um, was like a, a main member of The Weaker Thans. So I was like, I got to play this because I used to love them back in high school and early college years um early 2000s yeah. um so i'm playing a song off of uh left and leaving uh one of my favorite albums there by them from the early 2000s so this song's called aside from the weaker thans hope you enjoy it's in the vein of like early death cab stuff oh, yeah i remember that um, I remember what were they on like victory or one of those like uh good question i don't, I feel like I don't they, remember the record label they were on remember. yeah
0: but they were definitely um, in that scene you're right yeah they're in that but yeah
3: they were kind of in that same
0: to some degree yeah same era
3: yeah yeah but um yeah let's do it here's a little nostalgia rock here we go
0: Yes, the weaker things aside what year oh, did that yes. come out again jesse is that like early
3: that's early 2000 somewhere right yeah i think it might be actually 2000 or like oh exactly, exactly. like yeah something like that yeah it was very very early 2000
0: 2000
2: yeah. on the dot according to Wikipedia.
0: yeah 2000 on the dot yeah their epitaph they were on epitaph i was just reading um mm-hmm. yeah that's good it's like that early 2000 it's got like pop punk emo in there somewhere mm-hmm. i had no idea he was a drummer for that that that's an interesting leap from like Broke with Social. Like I wouldn't have picked that yeah. out of a um and not in a not in a bad way. It's just like it it's you can tell he he was doing that seven four song and then he's like the straight ahead pop punk song, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Cool. Awesome. Justin, you wanna go? Yeah, I'm ready. Cool, go ahead. Um
1: I got real nervous. I thought Rob was gonna take mine because I, I, I do think it's up his alley, um, but I'm going with Do Make, Say oh, Think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, was, that was
2: that that was was on my top. I was going to pick yeah. that if I didn't have to go first, but if I, I introduced the topic, I had to go Broken Social Scene, but yeah, Do Make, Hopefully. Say Think, Rules. Yeah, I'm and glad someone rules. picked that.
1: And I've got a weird story about it. This is kind of weird for me. So, I'm back on the parameter, so I do have this album. Um, uh, I'm going to play something from Winter Hymn, Country Hymn, Secret Hymn, uh, um, but... The weird thing is, and this, I guess it speaks to the album itself. Um, I actually, until today, had no idea that they had other albums besides this one album.
4: <laughs> yeah. I would,
1: it's, it's kind of weird. I don't know if it like most people I would like search out, like, where's their other albums? I just never did. And anytime I want to listen to them, I listen to this album. Yeah, you're um, happy with that? I'm happy. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, and it's, um, and in the truck in my truck that i have it only has a cd player and i think that's part of it and i have this cd burned and i just oh, like, perfect and i put it on and i'll listen to it from beginning to end just over and over and over again it'll be the only cd that's right in, it's all you could, You have no, my, other yeah, yeah, no other choice yeah choice. yeah but then you know i i was able a couple of years ago to get a first pressing of it on vinyl as oh, well nice. which sounds equally good but like I then listened to their other catalog today and it's, it's really good. There's lots of other good albums (laughs) by them. So like you shouldn't just stick with this album. The other one that I was really into, um, it has like a more of a folk kind of sound to it, but then gets into some of the traditional stuff from this album. But, um, you, you're, your you you are a history in rust, um, was another really good one, but I had to go with this album it's it's a i love the the cover is amazing very like abstract kind of looking but um and i don't know how to pronounce the name to this song um (laughs) uh, i'm gonna play aubergine le mouton noir sounds right is the track and they're on this album is um and some of the other stuff is on constellation which I believe is also uh, yeah. who Godspeed is on, isn't yep. that yes. correct? Yeah, correct. Um, Makes sense. If you're into, degree. if you're yeah. into other Canadian artists from a different part of Canada, um, Godspeed is another. Yeah, in, in the similar vein. That was a I great show. Went with, I, I almost and yeah. I right, Jeff, that we saw them at yeah, Terminal Five.
0: Terminal Five. They were they were loud so, and, and so heavy. Loud.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, side
0: side note too, not not to speaking to that, but you mentioned something a minute ago, unrelated. We don't have to talk deep about it. But there's something kind of liberating about having all, like a a cd jewel in your car of like 10 cds and that's your only choice yeah. Like sometimes i put on like apple music and like there's too many like oh, what do i want to listen to sometimes i just want 10 choices that i know i'm gonna love and be happy but anyways um i could tell yeah. you what's
1: in the con the console right now is right. that album tortoise a million now living yada oh, wow. yada whatever that title is um yeah. uh, a beat beatles one remember that album and it oh, just yeah. had
0: all the number ones on oh it, yeah yeah, yeah
1: and then uh uh pink moon is, is the other one. oh nick drake yeah there you <laughs> yes. go
0: yeah but no it's great it's like that's all you have to choose from that's yeah. it but anyways yeah do make say think go ahead
1: y'all can tell jeff worked all week he's tired tonight he's really pushing We're pump
0: the pump baby
2: <laughs> yeah. shut oh, up I'm so play the song dead. We're getting through this <laughs>
1: no i just say i'm just i'm just i'm hosting i'm, kidding. I'm, hosted. I'm kidding. <laughs> all right here we go do make say think
2: <laughs> he just knew the song was gonna be like at least a seven minute opus <laughs> this is a short one we we'll
0: listened to the whole thing yeah exactly yeah, let's do it wait so what year um, oh, mind. what year is this song- album this is 2000 uh i just had it looked up 2005, man. five right okay that makes sense yeah so in between excuse me
1: so it's in between self-titled and the one-off of which rob played
0: okay Great track, Do Make, Say, Think. Beautiful song. Yes. Yeah, and I feel like it's got the same type of, Justin, you put in the chat, you know, that Godspeed will like, you know, it's more maximal, right? Like, you know, it's like bomb shelter type music where that's like you feel like you're floating. Yeah, there's um, some hope There's some hope in that music. There's some, hope in the, <laughs> there's some hope in there. And I feel like it has a similar aesthetic to like the post rock that's similar to Explosions in the Sky, like there's some openness to it, right? Totally. Like it, it isn't like mm-hmm. there's, you can almost feel them playing together in a room. And, you know, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it, it breathes a little bit. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with any like Godspeed or any of that kind of like mm, no. you know, more maximal post rock that's in your face, but like that feels, that feels open and airy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a vibe to it, but it's still instrumental and like beautiful and ethereal and things, which I think is cool.
1: And this may contra- be controversial, and I, I, um, they sound like better musicians than like uh, Explosions are. Like you know, it's just like they sound like they're like owners mm. of their their craft, and that may that may be controversial. But that's my one thing with Explosions is that it, sometimes it's just like I'm just rocking to rock mm. type kind of thing, which I don't I don't have any qualms with. I love their stuff as well.
2: Yeah, I would say like do make say think uh is a little bit more um like a not in a bad way but like busier than explosions in this guy is where like like uh especially this record is very like indicative of like early post-rock mm-hmm. where it's like yeah. less about the like atmosphere and space and more about just being instrumental and like and the groove, creating yeah. like melody out of, yeah. with no vocals and stuff like that
1: maybe that's a better way of saying it than what I did but
2: no no no, no. I mean that's fine that's it's, it's cool I don't have any explosions in this guy tattoo or anything yeah explosions uh, in this guy uh, if you're listening Justin <laughs> thinks you guys fucking suck your instruments I, you think I, get you your album, I get your albums too <laughs> no, no but no there, there's yeah. definitely like a yeah yeah for sure there's like um, I mean I wouldn't even deny that the like these dudes are probably better musicians than them, <laughs> you know. I wouldn't, you know. What I mean, it's like they, like, I, I think like exposing this guy's like a, a purpose built band that like do one thing well. Where are like these guys yeah, clearly sure. were in other bands that yeah, yeah, are like yeah. just wanted to make a post rock band that like then later leans into like a little bit more like jazzier stuff. Like their less their later stuff has like horns on it and shit like that too. So. And to
1: and to their credit, I, I should backtrack a little bit. Explosions, like some of the stuff they've done, like soundtracks that they've done lately to like films and stuff, and short films have been a lot like. Oh yeah, have expanded their complexity, and then actually I, their their know. their album that they put out right after Hurricane Katrina, I love, mm-hmm. which I it, which I think is symbolic of is is a lot more complex and mm-hmm. instrumentally compared to like the early
0: stuff.
2: Yeah, and it's more like I would say I suppose is more soundtracky, where this is like you couldn't put this under a scene. You know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. a it's, yeah. it stands yeah, yeah, on its yeah. own. Yeah. Where like yeah, I
0: agree. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they have they put anything out recently? Do you make say think? Yeah, the last... they put out a
1: album, and that's was I, like I said. I was I I feel like an idiot because I had just not ever even looked at their catalog and i was like this is it this is their only album um 2017 they put out wow stubborn persistent illusions oh i didn't know that which i listened to a little bit today um yeah they have um let me see let's 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 look real quick they have one two they put out 2009 they have one two three four five
0: six seven eight albums um, wow more prolific than Broken Social Scene even right like it sounds like they put out a few more even yeah
2: It's it definitely seemed like the band where like people in Broken Social Scene went to go like get weird you know yeah. they could like do You know, it was like you know oh, there was yeah. less expectations because it was like an instrumental band like if they had right. like you don't a need to have a hit like, you
0: don't need to have like a like a, yeah, yeah, they, a couple they were never
2: going to be but. big you know what I mean right, like right, they, right. they might tour like I think I saw them at the Middle East downstairs Ooh. I can't I can't remember if they were like the co-headliner or like we're like second on the bill or something like that but like yeah. that's you know i mean like
0: no that's cool yeah no i'll have to check that stuff out similar justin yeah i remember remember getting into broken social scene and then i think my roommate jesse you remember and you probably do too rob uh, my buddy paul um mm-hmm. he was like into that and he introduced me and the same thing i feel like it was like oh they're like they're a side project of broken social scene so i think in my head i always like they only put a, a side project puts out like one album. Yeah. Right. Right. Not, it doesn't have the, its own life of its own, but yeah, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Great choice. Um, yeah, let me close this out. So I went similar with Jesse. So I, um, again, now I'm like reflecting maybe I should just put some of my favorite broken social scenes on, but I'm not, I'll stick with what I got. I, uh, I went down the rabbit's hole of the side projects. Um, and there's again like 10 to 12 side project, Rob, you mentioned most of them from metric to stars. Um, And there was a few kind of lesser ones that I was like, I want to, I want to explore these. I never heard of them. And so I'm going to go with uh, the lead guitarist, one of the lead guitarists, his name's Andrew Whiteman. um, And he, he, he does this side project called the Apostle of Hustle. Um, And he really gets into like Cuban guitar sounds and things like that. And so if you're interested in more of that, check out their, they have three albums again, similarly, not just one side project. They have three albums. I think the album that came out in the earlier 2000s, four or five, um, called Folkloric Feel, got some of the most buzz around them. And then there's two more after that. But then I found this song that I thought was kind of cool. They do a cover of a Starz song, which is, I felt Mm. like it was kind of like, kind of a cool kind of meta piece like we got this band that's in the in the band in broken social steam breaks off and then stars does like a cover album and they have have their friends come on and like cover their songs now admittedly i wasn't a huge stars
2: fan oh what
0: I wasn't. They were, like, too poppy for me and at, at the time. Like, I didn't love S.T.A.R.S. and I, I don't hate them. I think they're, like, they're, they went more, like, that dance. If, if Do Make Say Think is, like, I'm going to vibe out on Shrooms going to D.C. With <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're, like, they're, like, vibing out. Like, you're in college vibing out. S.T.A.R.S. is, like, I want to be, like, an indie rave kid. Um, really? They're more like, dancey.
2: Like, uh, set yourself on fire is, like. It's great. I feel like that. I don't, I never, I don't remember that album being dancey
1: really me either yeah i remember
2: it being like very like death cab for cutie like your ex-lover is dead it's like you know it's that back and forth between the
0: no i thought it was more like poppy and i i just never i just it didn't it didn't Oh, it was definitely
2: more poppy for sure but i don't remember it being like dancy but i don't know we're we're getting off topic here No, yeah
1: i mean no this is on topic this is exactly what
2: (laughs) yeah i just
0: i just for whatever reason didn't really didn't really get into it like i remember hearing it um uh, there's a couple of kids i knew in school that were like really into them um in
2: our bedroom after the war such a good record too those two records like back yeah
0: back. i think they're cool yeah i just didn't listen to them um for whatever reason screw but, you, jeff well, you're an I idiot know. so there right. you go <laughs> hey i agree i agree with all those things um and if stars is listening, they can come at me. We got we're, we're picking beef with stars it's poking <laughs> in the sky. I mean, we're supposed to be a music friendly podcast and we're criticizing everyone that is is actually good. You're um, fucking it all take, up.
2: take stances, you know?
0: No. But yeah, anyways. Um, yeah. Never listen to them. But I came across this and thought like, again, I don't really know Apostles of Hustle either. Um, I didn't listen to them at the time and but i thought it was cool to go down and explore that rabbit hole and they're really cool now i've been listening to the albums and i i would check their own albums out apostle of hustle Um, but i thought this was a really cool cover uh, of the song one more night by stars and then this whole album if you're interested too is called do you trust your friends um and so it's a bunch of again a bunch of their friends they're saying like hey come and cover our songs like do you trust like do you trust us to do this mm-hmm. um and this is a really cool track so let's listen to apostle of, of hustle the lead guitarist, one of the lead guitarists of uh, broken social scenes side project covering one more night by stars apostle of hustle one more night cover of stars yeah i thought that was super cool never heard it before um great vibe awesome fellas that um that closes us out with the broken social scene collective got a little broken social scene little uh weaker thins featuring the drummer got uh do make say think and uh, apostle of hustle with andrew Whitemore, the guitarist covering stars Good stuff, Rob. That was cool. That was a cool topic. I like that.
2: Arctic mix, you know? I thought yeah, it, was it was good.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and I think we mentioned everyone else, too, that deserves mentioning from Feist to Metric. We mentioned stars. And there's a few more, too. Grudgingly
2: so. <laughs> you see
0: a... the way you said that. Dude, You're I mean, like, again, metric. I don't hate them. They're definitely they make more. Make I mean, maybe Dancy's not. They're really the pop. First, they're just... like, they're, they're indie pop, right? It's... Like, I think you can call them like electronic indie pop. It's just... I would
2: say on their later records, they became much more like the your conception of what they are, like right. their later records. Yeah, there's
1: nothing. There's nothing wrong with dancing, baby.
2: No, no, no. I, I mean, you get you get pretty... problems with Houston. Is she I, is she not dance music. Yeah, I want to dance with somebody. I I was
0: the forty-seven thousand. I just hit it over <laughs> and over and over and
2: over we'll, again. Get them off the podcast. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um. Sweet. No, Rob. That was really cool. I think we should do we should do that a little bit more, like exploring that. That was pretty neat. Awesome. Well, that closes us out. We got. J- uh, jesse jesse
1: has left us everyone he's he's, he's
2: still first. here but here. uh in a, in a hard solo he's oh. like a carbonite type frozen state yeah he's gone uh, well. this brings us back to our recurring segment tech issues with jesse yeah, exactly that's <laughs>
0: been a long time in the coming but yeah well that closes us out with our uh back to our format after march madness with our opening Ooh. theme of female artists um and then uh, the genre with the Broken Social Scene Collective. So cool. That, that ends this, this round. Love it. Thanks again for tuning in to the Needle and Groove Lounge. This week, we are back to our traditional format. We hope you enjoyed our segment honoring and celebrating a few of the countless women who have been involved in the music scene. Again, there's so many more. Please hit us up on Instagram at Needle Groove Lounge to celebrate even more of the fantastic female artists who are involved in music history. Also, really cool topic of the Broken Social Scene Collective. Thanks again, Rob, for choosing that for us to explore. Again, don't forget to check out The Last Call coming out just a few days from now for more new music discovery, criticism, and fun. And again, you might have just been on The Lounge as you're listening to this. That episode will be out in a few weeks. Next week, we have a cool couple of topics. We're gonna talk about outdoor-inspired music as spring is here and the warm weather is approaching. And then we dive into stoner metal, that's right. J-Mac asked us to spend the week listening to some stoner metal and then sharing those songs. It is a whole bunch of fun. Again, follow us on Instagram at Needle Groove Lounge for more music, music music-related content related to the show and otherwise. Thanks again for tuning in. Talk to you soon.